Welcome to Unmute Yourself, the podcast. I'm Nancy Medoff, author, speaker, and coach. And I'm Beth Knaus, creative copywriter and the owner of That's a Spade Copywriting Services. We are done being polite and ready to get real about confidence, boundaries, and self-respect, both personally and in the workplace. Beth and I first met when we collaborated on the best-selling communication handbook for women, Unmute Yourself and Speak Up to Stand Out. Now we are amplifying our message and taking it on the road with Unmute Yourself, the podcast. Warning, there may be, no, who are we kidding, will be some adult content. We have a bullshit button and we're not afraid to use it. So buckle up, buttercups, because here we go. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Today, we're talking about um, what you, I believe, called the mythical unicorn when we were writing this book together, uh, called work-life balance. What do you think of that? When you, when you, oh, you just, Beth just grimaced everybody. So when, when I say work-life balance, what, uh, what pops up for you? So I think what pops up for me is that it's a rigid statement. I think people see the word balance as being 50-50 and not being, what does balance look like? Do you need to be working 75% of the time and doing family things 25% of the time? Or maybe you don't have a family, so you don't, you know, you don't need that much time. Or maybe you do need more time for yourself and less time for work. And you have to kind of decide what that is and that it's ever-changing. And how do you set boundaries around that so that it works for you? Totally agree. I totally agree. Um, it's funny, as you were saying that, I was thinking about one of my first speaking gigs ever. This was probably 20 years ago. Um, I was asked, how do you balance your work and your personal life? That used to be, it still is actually one of the number one questions I asked. And um, how often do you think the men are asked those questions? That question. I'm going to guess Zippo. Yeah. And how many times have you seen a man on a plane being asked who's home with your kids? I'm going to say Zippo again. Right. So I think the uh, maybe as a follow up episode, we can talk about why women are being asked this question, because the expectation is that women are going to do it all. And as you know, I feel very strongly as you do, that women cannot do it all. And in fact, one of my favorite idols or icons We've all seen the mugs or the memes or whatever that say you have as many hours in the day as Beyonce, just get it done. And I think that's really, really, really damaging to women because we do not have as many hours in the day as Beyonce. And if you read the book or if you read the book, I think it's chapter nine, talks about um, Beyonce has an army. She has a, a hairdresser that gets a million dollars a year. She has jets. She has travel agents. She has handlers. She's got everything. So we do not have as many hours in the day as Beyonce. So for me... Knowing that and honoring that and figuring out how am I going to blend my work and my home life? Because I can't balance it. No one can. So let's get rid of that expectation and instead talk about the blending. So talk about the gray, which is, I think, pretty much what you were saying, right? Yes, I agree. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, to do that, you also have to be communicating, right? Part of boundaries is communicating. And so whether you have roommates or you have a partner or you have children or whatever, there needs to be communication of, hey, these are my responsibilities at my job and I need to honor those. 
and these are my responsibilities at home and who's who's handling those responsibilities right how are we how are we sharing them is is kind of a way of setting boundaries so that you're not leaving one and running to the other in a panic that you can't do something that you you know you need to do when there's somebody else who can do it yeah so it's interesting as you're talking about this and we didn't talk about this when we were talking about the episode i'm thinking about a boss i had who was awful fairly recently you know a little whatever in my later years in my later years in my career and she had zero boundaries none she was a workaholic she had all kinds of issues all kinds of issues we won't even get into that but i remember pushing back and she wouldn't have it so for example we would be in a meeting like you and i are right now and she would be texting me telling me what to say in the meeting texting me while i'm in the meeting telling me what to say in the meeting and it got to the point where I, I turned my phone off when, I, when we were in these meetings. And she would say, well, why, why do you have your phone turned off? I'm like, because I can't think and I can't function if you keep texting me. She would text me at all hours of the night. So I had to turn my phone off. Um, and yeah, and I remember the, the few times that I didn't stick up for myself or didn't assert my boundaries. They were, um, they were bad. It was very bad. So, um, so I'm excited to talk about what that looks like for you and how you think that we can help people and help each other and talk a little bit more about that. Cause, cause once you can, once you figure out how to do it, it'll change your life. Yes, I agree. Um, and so I'll tell you quickly, one of the issues that I have had is I I've had one or two people, two people that I can think of that would do that text at all hours, middle of the night, you know, late at night, you know, after work hours, early in the morning. And I silenced them on my mm. phone because <clears throat> having kids who weren't at home, I wanted my phone on in case yeah. it was an emergency and they needed me, but I didn't want, you know, to be texted by other people who struggle to set boundaries. <laughs> so, yeah. So did you ever have a conversation with that person? Like, hey, I, I love talking to you, but I need you to understand that after six o'clock is my family time. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. And I probably could have. One of them might have obliged that. The other one, I just know for sure wouldn't have. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. I remember when I tried to, I remember she might even listen to this episode, but I remember she used to call me like when she was traveling and be like, I'm just getting out of the car. Let me call you right back. I'm just getting, you know, through TSA. Let me call you right back. I'm just, blah, blah, blah. and I'd be sitting there at my desk, like chained to my desk, waiting for her to get her act together to call me. And I said, it sounds like it's not a good time for you. Why don't you call me back when you can talk? And boy, was she pissed. Yeah. She actually threw it back at me later on. And, and I just remember thinking to myself, like, I, I can't control this person. I can only control how I let them engage with me. So, and I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. So I think the lesson there is that when you do set the boundary, understand that people are going to get upset and how are you going to deal with that? And is it worth it? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, is it going to be productive? Like, that's always one of the things I think about. If I'm having going to have a conversation about something like that, what am I expecting? <laughs> you know, do I think it's going to go well? Because if I don't, why am I going to have the conversation? So. Yeah, but that, that's a good point, too, like, because I like that you said you just silenced her, right? You don't always have to have a confrontation or you don't always have to have a difficult conversation not responding to emails on weekends is your way of establishing a boundary. I remember another team I worked on, 
we had a boss that would email at all hours of the weekends. And we talked to her about it. She said, I'm not going to change that. Just deal with it. So you, you either chose, you know, you either chose to engage on the weekend or not. And there was a woman on my team who had two young boys and she would never respond to an email on the weekend. And I said to her one day, how can you do that when everybody else on the team is responding and where, you know, how do you even do that? And she said, I, I can't, my priority is my children and I'm not going to do that. And I remember I was like, wow. So she didn't, you know, it wasn't a big announcement. Hey, everybody, I'm not answering emails on the weekends. She just didn't do that and was able to create that boundary just by her actions. Right, right. And I, I think that the important thing here is we have to learn to accept and um, compromise on the fact that not everybody has the same boundaries, right? Many times we set boundaries and we assume, oh, isn't that the boundary that everyone sets? Like, I wanna answer my emails all weekend long. Isn't everyone doing that? And the answer is sometimes no. You know, sometimes they're doing what's best for them in their world. Um, so I think, uh, I think we have to think about that too, because one of the things I think we consider with boundaries is, oh, but so-and-so is going to be mad or so-and-so is going to feel, you know, in, you know, like it's inconvenient that I've set this boundary. And it's, you know, it's not about the other person. When you're setting boundaries, you're kind of protecting your own time. If they're reasonable boundaries, obviously, you're protecting your own sanity, your own, you know, downtime that you need either away from your life or work. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I'd, I'd be interested to hear from actually from our listeners, <clears throat> whoever has gotten in trouble for not answering an email on the weekend, or not answering an email after seven o'clock or whatever the case may be like, you know, I'd, I'd just be interested, <clears throat> especially for those who are working in a toxic environment, <clears throat> excuse me, I had too much coffee this morning, um, who like, got significant pushback besides me because I know I did several times when I tried to do that but I didn't care my mental health and my sanity was more important so I, I think it's important because you look at if you're if you're the boss how do you set the boundaries with your team and and we also talk about that in the book is just because you're a workaholic or if you want to be a workaholic don't assume the rest of your team does and be, be respectful of their lives but if you're not the boss how do you politely and kindly either have the conversation or just set it by by doing? I really like that idea of, you know, like I don't answer my phone after 8.30, period, for anybody, anybody. And, it, it, you know, I didn't declare to my family and friends, I am not on the phone after 8.30, but now they realize, I know you're not going to see this till the morning when you, you know, when you, when you log in or when you turn your phone back on. Um, let me know what you think. And that that that's worked great. And I think that's a great starter way, starter boundary, boundary one-on-one, one-on-one. Just start acting the way you want to act. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I don't know about you. I need that shutdown time where I'm not talking to anybody anymore. I need to be in my head and like just settling. So time is uh, is a big thing for me. And I think that for people who, you know, are service providers who work for themselves, it's so hard to set boundaries because there's just so many hats to wear. You know, if it's just you or, you know, until you have a team or one person at least who can help you and you can delegate, it's just like one day kind of can meld into the next and you have to, you have to really say, okay, I'm going to spend this much time on this because, you know, I know as a writer, I have a certain amount of hours in me each day that I can write. I can't write for 10 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. I'm good for maybe a good three hours, but then I have other business tasks, right? And calls and networking and all the things. And so I have to, 
be aware of that and really respect my time and what I'm what I'm expecting out of myself in the basic eight hour day. Definitely. And one of the things that helped me when I went into business for myself was to take a look at my hourly rate, what I charge people and think about, um, okay, is it worth this? Is it worth this amount of money? What you're doing right now in terms of, you know, uh, if it was a client who wanted more and more and more outside of the scope of our SOW, is it worth it for you to sacrifice the opportunity cost for those three hours? Here's the dollar value. And is it worth it for you to do that as they continue to scope creep and scope creep and scope creep? And right. when the answer is no, I push back. And, you know, sometimes it's okay. It's going to take me 15 minutes. That's fine. But sometimes I'm like, no, this, this is not, this is, this is now a new project or this is now a new engagement. And, and, you know, those kind of boundaries I think are especially important. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I feel the same. And I always, you know, if I leave my clients after a project and let's say it's a website copy project, you know, I always say, listen, you know, once it's up, maybe something looks a little off when you see it visually on the site and the graphics are done and everything, you know, I'm happy to chat for 15 minutes or whatever. I'm not ready to give an hour or two hours because I've already done that. But if somebody needs, you know, just some guidance, I'm happy to give it because to me, that's value. But there's a line between when are you giving value and when is someone pushing you? Because after a while, you feel resentful, right? When people do that. Well, I don't feel resentful. I am resentful when people do that. <laughs> right. All right. In this case, my feeling is a fact um, that I, I do feel. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, so we. So it's interesting because right now it's the end of June, and this episode will be airing in July where I am trying to take um, a whole month off. I committed back in December that I would try to take the whole month of July off. And this brings me the long way to this concept of work-life blending because I, in, in my corporate world, I would have taken the whole month, I would have taken two weeks in July off and that would have been it. I would not have checked email because I can't compartmentalize. If I'm gonna check an email really quick on a Sunday, I'm probably gonna act on it and then it's gonna torpedo my Sunday and I'm gonna be bitter. So going to work for myself, I've really had to do more work-life blending and everybody has to now, or anybody who's working in a hybrid environment, you, you, could, you, you have it right in front of me, in front of you, excuse me. So how do you set those boundaries around, well, it's a trade-off. For example, I'm gonna work through lunch today so I can leave at three o'clock and go see my kid's soccer game or, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take the month of July off, which I am, but I'm not putting my out of office on because I work for myself and I don't want to miss an opportunity. I'm going to check email once a day. I actually put together a little manifesto that was kind of like my boundary guides for July. It's, you know, I'm going to check email once or twice per day. I'm only going to be on social media to engage. I'm not going to scroll and do all that stuff. Um, you know, a couple other things. I have an out of office and I have my VA who's going to step in as needed. So that to me is, is blending, this, this concept of work-life blending. I'm still pseudo working because I'm keeping my eye on things, but I'm not really that focused. And that's going to be hard for me. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes because that's tough for me. I'm either on or I'm black and white. Yeah. Um, so this makes me think of like, I'm sure this is in many cases, but like in the art world, what they say is, you know, learn all of the basics first, learn all of the essentials, all of the basic skills, and then break them as you see fit. So I feel like boundaries is, is a little bit like that. I feel like once you master your boundaries and you know that you have them, what they are and how, you know, how you set them, 
I think it allows for more time, of course, and flexibility, right? Like there are many times where I will say, oh, I want to take this day off because my friend is going to be in town. And that week, maybe I am going to work an extra hour at night, or maybe I'm not going to take my lunch or I'm going to, you know, have a working lunch or whatever, because I also know I took a day off because I'm, I'm working for myself and I'm in charge. Right. And I can take that day, but I also want to kind of balance in some way and compensate for that time off. And I really like having that flexibility is a big piece for me of why I actually don't know how people work in corporate and they work certain hours and certain days under somebody else's uh, watch. Well, that's, and that's, that's right. That's why it's even more important that those people and those of you who are listening who do work in a corporate environment, it doesn't mean you have to do whatever the culture dictates that you do. Nobody's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, take the rest of the day off you're the one that sets sets those parameters. You're the one that decides, I'm not going to answer this lunatic's email at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night. That's up, that's on you. So, and that, that was really hard for me to, to understand. It, it was really hard for me because it was really hard for me because I really wanted to succeed. I wanted to do well. And it wasn't until I took a step back that I'm like, wow, this culture is not good. This is not how I want to live my life. I was miserable. And I started, you know, just pushing back, if you will. I don't really love that term. Because if you think about it, and you just said something, more time, more flexibility, I would add in more headspace to do your job, right? So if you're constantly on that hamster wheel and you don't set your own boundaries, you're not gonna excel at your job. You're not gonna thrive at work. And, and, your, and your team wants you to thrive at work. So that's even more, even more reason why you should do it. Um, so what do you think? Like, do you have a list or is this just in your head, your boundaries? Um, so my, my boundaries are pretty much in my head. I think I'm pretty good at boundaries, especially mm. when it comes to time. Um, but I'm just going to say something. Lost it. Lost it. Again. Second time today. Uh, well, that's what happens, right? That's what happens. Well, that's another episode. That's the ageism sure. episode. Yeah, that's coming. Um, so for our call to action, do you think we should, um, so we actually have two different opinions on this one. So or not opinions, but two different calls to action. Yours, well, mine, I'll say what mine is, and then you, you can unmute yourself and speak. Mine was um, to pick one, one thing that you're going to do differently. And you don't need to march down Main Street with a trumpet and say, this is my boundary, everybody. But you need to write it down and stick to it. For example, I will not check email before 7 a.m. period or 8 a.m. And then do it, do it. I do this with my coaching clients, do it and see how much your life changes. Not one of them has come back to me and said, you know, Nancy, I really want to go back to checking email before 7 a.m. Not one. So I say pick one, stick to it for about a week and then see how you feel. Yeah, no, I actually think that that's great because I feel like if all of a sudden you're like, I'm setting 20 boundaries and that's it, it's overwhelming. You set yourself up for failure, right? Uh, but I do think that once you establish them one at a time, that you can have a list that's in view in case somebody does kind of push you to go against your boundaries. They're right in front of you and you're like, I don't live that way. I don't work that way. And I know now what I was going to say. When you set a boundary and you do it enough times, and you see the effect mm -hmm. and you see that you're respecting it and other people 
respect it, it feels so freaking good, right? Like there's this little boost of confidence. Like I set this boundary and everybody's respecting it, including me. Um, and I just think it's a feel good thing. It's a way to really kind of pump yourself up. So it's contagious, totally contagious. And it spills over into your personal life. It wasn't until I started doing it at work that I then became more comfortable doing it in my personal life. And now I, yeah. And vice versa. We have a, we, yeah, it's uh it's fantastic. So listeners, we encourage you to pick one. And then after you pick one, pick another one. And then after you pick another one, pick another one. And let us know how it goes. We'd love to hear. Um, anything else on your end, Beth, my partner? I don't think so. I'm actually feeling pretty good about boundaries right now. So am I. I'm going to go think of some new ones. Awesome. Maybe let, let me just walk around and be like, who can I boundary today? That's right. Um, which, which I think would be great. Um, so do you want to say bye? I guess so. I guess okay. so. All right. You All go right. first. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye, girl. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of Unmute Yourself, the podcast. We hope you found value in today's podcast. We hope you were able to take a little time for yourself and perhaps think about how you're showing up. And thank you for all of the great feedback we've been receiving. We'd love to hear more from you about what you think, the tactics you're using every day to speak up, and anything else you'd like to hear about on future episodes of Unmute Yourself, the podcast. You can contact us through our websites. Nancy can be found at nancymedoff.com and Beth can be found at thatsaspade.com. Or you can email us at unmuteyourselfthepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. We will see you next week. And until then, keep speaking up.